on this episode of the Better Edge Sports Podcast. P-Man is joined by Mickey, Dolan, and Eric as they chop it up talking about the upcoming Premier League season. The boys give you their top fours, their bottom threes, and the golden boot. Talk about all the big fixtures and the big transfer signings for each team. Remember, guys, with soccer season now here, you can get your subscription plan at BetterEdgeAnalytics.com. We have already had a successful week one. Uh, We encourage everybody to take a look at the numbers. Sign up at BetterEdgeAnalytics.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another fantastic, and I truly do mean fantastic, episode of Across the Podcast. We've got all of our British adversaries here with us today. Uh, we've got Dolan, Luke, welcome back, brother. How are you doing today? All right, Tom, I'm doing good, thanks. Looking forward to the Premier League getting back to business this weekend. Aren't we all? And uh, our British mate turned American. Mickey has joined us again. It might as well just be a three-man pod at this point, Mick. You just come on for all the footy. I have no idea of anyone who's called you Tom in your life. <laughs> well, on the uh, on the cover work, it does say Tom, but uh, I do get P-Man a lot, Pansy, a lot of the... Uh, P-Rilla. The P-Rilla. I got a, I've got a ton of different names. P for sure. I'll probably just end up being called P this whole time. It is time. It is Premier League season. It... It feels like it just ended because it did just end. Literally, what was it, like 30 days ago, the Premier League ended. Liverpool, 99 points, wins the league, running away. City followed closely in second. Well, not closely. They were 18 points back. United and Chelsea tied on points for third. United get third on goal differential. Leicester fifth, Spurs sixth. And uh, Wolves, Arsenal, Sheffield, and Burnley rounding out the top ten. Last season, we saw Bournemouth uh, and the Cherries, Watford and Elton John and Norwich, the Canaries, all go down. But the last, if three go down, three must come up. So we welcome Leeds, we welcome the Fulham back, and we welcome West Brom back. I know Dolan has some choice Fulham words for Fulham. Yeah, Fulham is, he is already, uh, he is already hating them. But boys, given everything that's going on, how the season just ended, there really isn't a lot of time here. We're still starting the season off with no fans, just like we ended it. What are your anticipations for the 2021 Premier League season? Dolan, we'll let you start. I think that this year is going to be one of the most competitive seasons we've seen in a long, long time. Chelsea have got better. Arsenal have definitely got better. I don't know about Tottenham. I'm not sure about Tottenham. but I think they've gotten better. The top four from last year and... and Chelsea getting well. It depends how they gel, but they've brought in a lot of good players, and Arsenal will definitely get better. I can see as as long as you've got the Everton, you've got Bear and Wolves. I reckon it's gonna be a really competitive season. I think that there won't be as high points total for the winner this year. Like last year was ninety nine. I think City were a hundred and one the year before that, maybe. Yep, one on one. I don't think you're going to need more than 90 points to win the league this year. Wow. So you see some regression from the team up top. Mickey, he's telling you that your beloved Reds are going to drop nine points at least. What have you say? I say, yeah, I think Man City (laughs) are going to go and win the league this year. But 
No, there's a lot of teams that are going to be up there. We haven't even spoke about Leicester there in that list. And, you know, under B-Rods have been pretty good. So, you, you expect to see Everton up there, made a couple of good sign-ins. You expect to see... I would expect to see Tottenham doing well with Mourinho in his first full year. So, I'm going for a City title win. Okay, so coming right out of the gates, let me so all right. So let's let's touch on the big six really quick. We'll we'll kind of go through some of the moves to get you ready for the Prem season. We'll start with uh, champion Liverpool's 32 wins last year, three draws, three losses, 99 points on their way to the uh, Premier League title. Their first in 30 years. They did, however, happen to lose in the FA Cup. They lost unceremoniously to Atletico in the Champions League. Not a very good showing in cup performances for them. They didn't bring anybody in during the transfer window. Uh, they did let Adam Lalana, Dejan Lovren go. Hang on. What? We brought in a left back. Who'd you bring in? I can't pronounce his name. Okay. A Greek guy. A Greek guy. Okay. You brought in a Greek guy who you don't know their name. You lost Nathaniel Klein as well as gone. So Liverpool, not really much in terms of Lalana's a nice depth player. He went to Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, Lovren is out of the league now. Uh, and Klein, a, a solid right back, uh, certainly more of a depth role. So you expect to roll the same Liverpool out here. How does Klopp get this team up and up and up and up and up and going again? You know, especially, and then what happens if something happens to one of those big three up front? I mean, you've got Devo Origi, but there's uh, really a lack of depth on that top line. Dolan. I think, well, you have to remember that there's still another 26 days until the transfer window's ended. So I think there will be in players. It looks like, well, this Thiago saga has been going on for a long time. So if they can bring him in, as well as maybe one other forward player, then they'll they'll be right up there again. I think. I can't see why they wouldn't be challenging. I will give uh, Brewster a shot. He's a baller. So I don't, think he's, I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League just yet. It's not good enough to start, but I'd bring him on as an impact player for sure. Kind of yeah, like what United I mean, did with Greenwood I think they need this year. One more real quality signing, you know. And it looks like Wijnaldum's leaving as well, so they need to replace him with, with someone. Got to bring in Thiago. No excuses. So you lose you lose Wijnaldum to Barcelona. With, you know, with um, Liverpool, they're still they're still joint favourites for the title with Man City. So I can't see him being that far away again. So on DraftKings here in the United States, Man City is a minus 122 favorite. So they're 6-5 to five pretty much to win the league. Uh, Liverpool are 9-4. to four. Ah, see, over here we've got a bit of a differential. So the U.S. books have City as much more of a conservative favorite. Now, City did a lot more than Liverpool. Yeah. They are still favorites, but they're only a half a point favorite over here. Yeah. So City have done a lot more in the transfer window than Liverpool this year. Sure, they lost David Silva, they lost Angelino, and they lost Leroy Sané, but Sané was out all last year. It's like they didn't have him anyway. They bring in Ferran Torres and Nathan Ake. Ake certainly uh, looks to help the back line for Pep, and uh, Ferran Torres certainly to slide into that David Silva role. Mickey, what do you think of uh, the new toys that Pep has to play with? Torres is a really good youngster um, from Valencia. Okay, I don't know. I don't really see it. Um, I mean, he's a left-footed centre-back. I, I don't see two left-footed centre-backs playing. So I think Ake is going to come in as a bench player uh, or a squad player. But I just think they're too strong. I th- think they're just going to 
run away with the league like they did a couple of years ago. So you think that means more time for guys like Eric Garcia in the back with Emmerich Laporte? Or does Fernandinho? Uh, leaves, he's going to run out his contract at the end of next year. So I think Barca are in touch to try to buy him. You think you're just getting more Fernandinho at center back again? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's I not mean, the he worst option. Job whenever he gets in there. That's why they won't win the league. Why? Because they're not defensively strong enough. They they proved it last year. And Laporte, he's probably the second best center after the league. But he can't stay fit for more than 10 games in a row. He's, he's always in and out of injury. And if anything happens to him, then they are truly fucked. He is very brittle. Very, very brittle back. So, you know, I can't see them winning the league just based on their defense. Even if they got Messi. I mean, they do score I mean, they're zillions gonna, they're of They're going to look to win every game 4-3, four, 4-2. Four, I mean, he's another year older. He's reckless. They haven't really got a solid left back. You know, it's, it's either Mendy or right-footed Cancelo. And then centre-halves... Yeah, Laporte, yeah, he's world-class. But next to him, you've got no one. All right. So City and Liverpool, clearly the top two favorites to run it back again. Uh, looking directly behind that here in the States, uh, Chelsea at 9-1 to one is the third favorite. They have had a bazillion moves. At least they have five legitimate first-team players they brought into the team with Werner, Havertz, Ziyech, Chilwell to play left-back, and Thiago Silva. Oh, Tiago Silva. So they have lost Pedro, William, and recently Michi Batshuayi is back out on loan for a second run at Palace. Boys, Chelsea has brought in a ton of uh, firepower, but that back line still the big area. Do you think Chelsea can make a big leap and compete with those top two teams? No. Why not? They brought in a lot of work, like, well, class players. None of them are Premier League proven, and they've all got a gel. Not, but it's, it's not an overnight fix. You don't just buy five, six great players, and then there's suddenly you're a title challenger. Frank Lampard as manager hasn't really proven anything at any level, really. I disagree so, with that. What are you talking about? So in his first well, season at Chelsea, hold on, Don. Let me make my point. Uh, in his first season at Chelsea, he takes a team where he has a transfer ban and leads them to a Champions League position. He took Derby County, uh, his first managerial job, to the championship playoffs and to the final. I in, in, in consecutive years, I hardly would say he hasn't accomplished anything. I'd say that's foolish. I think he's getting fired. I've got him first to be fired in the season. Why? Never had to manage a big personality he's never had the expectation of spending over 200 million and Abramovich doesn't care oh boy he the thing is you have to get a result within what let's say we give him eight games if he isn't getting results with this this amount of money that he spent he's on the chopping block yeah Abramovich doesn't care look at he got rid of Mourinho quickly who do you think Chelsea would bring in if they fired Lamps like what's the oh, request yeah why not? Good shout. Because I know going back to what you said, Pansy, Derby have been in and around the playoffs for years. They've always been a top eight championship team, so it's not much of an achievement to get them sixth place. And then that champ, that Chelsea squad, right, fair enough, they didn't get a transfer winner last summer. But the year before that, he spent 180 million the year before that. So it's not exactly like they're, he's working with you know an old squad. He did have a lot of young talent in there too. Mount and Abraham came into the team. 
Abraham was in and out of the team. Mount, he scored six goals and got seven assists all in 30-odd games. That's, that's not a great bit of talent to me. I think they've done well. They've got the Champions League more because Tottenham, Arsenal, and mainly because Leicester bottled it. Yeah, that's well. why they got in the Champions League. Leicester really poo-pooed that one. So, speaking of Champions League, uh, according to DraftKings here, after Chelsea at 9-1, to we have Manchester United at 14-1. to They have only brought in uh, Donny van der Beek from Ajax. They have been oh, sniffing around, it seems, everybody else in Europe. Jadon Sancho seems to be the hot name for them. United, uh, Ole certainly wants to get more and more attacking as they spent loads and loads on the defense this year. United finished as one of the strongest teams in the Prem. They had the most points after the restart. Can Ole keep it going, Mickey? Because I think he can. Don't rate him as a manager, but I do like their team. And with uh, and the, the new signing of uh, Donny van der Beek, you know, really strengthens him. He's a really good player in midfield. But Ole's, again... You know, you have to manage big personalities, big signings. Just I don't see Ollie as a top class manager. See, if I... you sat here and say to me, Ollie's in charge of Maynard, arguably one of the biggest clubs in England, and he's on par with Klopp, Pep, Mourinho, no chance. But I mean, so he has managed the personality. Pogba was unhappy. He's now in a much better attitude amongst everything. We've got. You know, his development amongst the young players. Look what Brandon Williams did in a fill-in role when Luke Shaw was down. Look at what Mason Greenwood contributed to the team last year. I think his development of the younger players from the academy, as well as, you know, managing those big personalities. And now, you know, they still have a bunch of younger guys leading the leading the team. I really like what Ole has done with the team. It just feels like a happier, more positive, more fun United yeah. You had Mourinho before, and anything's more positive than that. <laughs> Mourinho. Yeah, apparently, he, he hasn't strengthened in the one area where he needed to strengthen. That's centre-half. I mean, Again, you can't say crazy. that because Harry Maguire is an upgrade over whatever we were starting. I disagree. Maguire's an upgrade over Smalling. He's an upgrade over Bailly. Absolutely. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about this summer. Maguire was last summer, and he might be an upgrade, but you can still get an upgrade on Lindelof this year. So you're bringing back Smalling, who had a very nice year at Roma last year, uh, as nice depth. And, I mean, given how much you spent on the defense last year, bringing in Wambasaka and bringing in Maguire, you know, now they want to fortify the front. So I think, you know, you bring in Smalling and you try to make it a big competition between the four, the four big guys. You know, Phil Jones wants to throw his hat in the ring by all means, let him. Oh, we love Phil Jones. I'm a big Phil Jones guy. I love Phil Jones. Oh, Phil Jones. The me. Are you going to sit here and say that you think Mourinho, that uh, Ollie is in, in the same class as Klopp at Mourinho? I think he's a tick below. No, 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 no. First off, Mourinho's not in that class anymore. Look at the disastrous okay, yeah, level enough, of football. So Mourinho's a no. tier below. So yeah, it's... Solskjaer's a tier below that. So, minimum. Yeah, no, so look, it's it's Klopp and Pep are in that clear tier above everybody. And I think Ole's like right I think it's like Poch would be there. But like but like maybe like are, Brendan Rogers, like Nuno at Wolves. I mean You're arguably the biggest club in, in England, right? Mm-hmm. And you're happy with the with Solskjaer at the helm, type of football he plays, etc. Right now, yeah, because they're playing fun. They're playing exciting. They're playing that Manchester United, you know, that quick counterattack. They're trying to get pace, scoring goals. That's what Manchester United's about. Oh, I, you don't go on a Saturday night, sit on your couch and go, 
Can't wait to watch United today. He's bang on there, Pansy. You don't. You go, you sit down on your couch and you go, I really can't wait to watch Man City. I really yeah, can't and, wait. And Liverpool. And Wolves. Love Wolves. Me and Mickey are big Wolves fans. Huge. So with Wolves, hold on. Let's do the other top six real quick and then we'll get into Wolves really quick. So uh, we'll go to Arsenal. We'll go to your team, Dolan. We'll give you first crack here. So you bring in William. You get Danny Ceballos. And you've got Gabrielle, who you bring in. You only lose Mkhitaryan, um, but he was yeah he was already away for free. He was already gone. So you bring in William to strengthen up top up front. You got Ceballos to keep in the midfield, and you got Gabrielle in defense. I still don't think you have enough with enough defense here. What? I don't know because this is Pandy. This is what you don't quite grasp. You see, it's because last summer we brought William Saliva. And then we loaned him back out to Rennes, and now he's back. He took Rennes from mid-table side to the cup final of France. He's back. He's going to be starting for us this Saturday. Then you've got... This is quite a solid defensive group. You've got Saliba, Gabriel. They would be my two starters, one and two. Then you've got David Louise, Rob Holding, and Mustafi as backup. That's a solid five centre after. So that is much better than what we had two years ago. So that's an improvement. Okay. Last time Arteta has moulded the, the team and the style of play. Since he came in, we we were conceding 1.2 goals a game and then as soon as he came in, we were down to 0.6. So he must be doing something right. And you've got Ceballos who shores up the midfield with Xhaka. Then you can have the front four and then there's plenty of options there. You've got Saka, William, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Pepe, then you've got that little shit in Ketia. He can come do a little summer summon. So yeah. I think we're going to be right up there. This not right up there, change the title, but we will be third or fourth in with a shout there this year, hundred percent. I I can't imagine having to count on David Luiz to log big defensive. David Luiz, he's won the league. Great, the league he's won it in France. What I would like to say is Arsenal are historically known as a team of bottlers. They do not rise when they. <laughs> I can't believe that's come from a Liverpool fan. Hey, I'm a I'm a Premier League champion. Yes, couple of years of success, and suddenly Arsenal has started. Are you going to disagree with that statement? When the time when... goes round, Arsenal team crumble. Listen, I, I I don't see that with this last team. We've won four FA Cups in the last six years. That's four. Oh, that's four yeah. pressure situations. And we've won every single one. I can't. That doesn't make me a bottle. Let's talk about the league. That's what we're talking about here. They did win the FA Cup this past year, you know, defeating United and Chelsea in the final two games to win that. So Let's they... talk about the league. All right, so the last of the top six. So let's get you through the list. talk about that team. Fuck that team that you're about to mention. We don't care about Spurs. They got Doherty and Hoiberg. I think they're getting top four. Fuck it. Right, Mickey, I have a $50 bet of you that they don't. All right. Why? No. Why? Why you say that? Given, look at how Mourinho yeah. played at the Those end of the year. year. He's so boring. He will grind. They are crap. They are crap. But it's Mourinho. They, there's two signings. It's Schoeberg from Southampton. Good player. Pretty from Wolves. Good, player. Good solid players. They ain't gonna change anything. No, not game changers. But I mean, to where they haven't improved. They have a lot of quality. You can't dispute that. No, because once Kane gets injured again, because he always gets injured with brittle ankles. 
Dele's been Dele hasn't been good for the last eighteen months. He will now. He's got you know. He's, Son, I'll give you Son. He's reliable, but Kane will get injured at some point. Ali's been on and off. Then after that, you've lost Ericsson Now you've got what? Fucking nothing. They're in place for Tongan. They are shit. Fuck Tottenham. They ain't going anywhere. I tend to. I tend to agree. I, I, Mourinho's style is boring, uninspiring, and if you lose one. You know, if they get down 1-0, it's almost impossible for them to try to come back and play that attacking style. I saw it at United. It's disgusting. It's depressing. It's only getting worse. All right. So we've done the top six, guys. Uh, clearly, we have our thoughts on those teams. Now, looking at some of the other mid-table teams going around the league, uh, talking about some of the other big signings, you know, Crystal Palace got Mishi Batshuayi. Brighton got Lalana. Everton were very busy. They got uh, Ducuri from Watford. James Rodriguez from Real. Allen from Napoli. Leeds got Rodrigo. Newcastle uh, took a couple of Bournemouth guys in Wee Man, Ryan Frazier. Callum Wilson. Sheffield United got Aaron Ramsdale to replace Dean Henderson. They got Ampadu on loan from Chelsea. What is the big signing not from the top six team that you guys like the most? Dolan, I'll let you start. I like Everton's acquisition of Allen from that one. So you he both seem to be in lockstep there. I'm shocked that one of the actual bigger clubs didn't get him because that is a great signing. Um, Ancelotti obviously likes him, having managed him at Napoli before. We'll see how his game translates to the Premier League, but I think he's a brilliant little player, and um, I think that's a great signing. Along with Rodriguez, he, he, has a, he hasn't been good for the last few years with Rodriguez. If he can get back to how he was at the start of his Real Madrid career and that Colombia performance in the World Cup in 2010. Um, 14. Oh, was it? 14. 14. Yeah, so it's almost like they got a whole new midfield there. I like James, and I, I think, you know, clearly Ancelotti likes him. This is his third stop. He's coached him at Real, and he coached him at Bayern that one year. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to add some creativity. They've got some scores up front. With Charleston and, and Calvert Lewin, Gilfi, there's a ton of options. James can just pick and point and bink and bump, and uh, I think he's going to be real successful for Everton. Uh, absolutely. What about Dean Hendo at Man United? So, no, it's not signing, but so I I, I would push. I think you, I think you let De Gea start the season, and the second he slips, you give Henderson a start. So second game, yeah. I mean, if it goes bad, which it very well could, we've seen, you know, De Gea, especially the last, you know, last campaign and probably the last six months of the campaign prior were not very good for the Spaniard. He has certainly looked like he slipped. A lot of routine saves for Dave uh, just have not been made. I would love to see Dean Henderson. I know he's chomping at the bit given, you know, the England spot with Pickford being a little uncertain. He wants to keep getting reps with him and Nick Pope. In the running there, so I, I mean, I don't blame him, and I would. I don't think he wants to go out on loan again. He just signed a contract extension to twenty twenty five. I'd love to see Dino at least get a shot and make it a true competition there, because while Sergio Romero is good, and I certainly think he was one of the better backups in the Prem, I, you know, they never really gave him a shot. I hope they give Dino a shot here and uh, let him uh, let him run free with the job if he does well. I think that's very fair analysis, Pansy. Oh, thank you. I think he, yeah, I think, I think Henderson. You look at how big and how important he was with that Sheffield defense 
last year and how good and how quality, especially, you know, before the restart, all those games, how many clean sheets Sheffield had, how well they were defensively. They played that five at the back setup, and Dino was a big part of that. I would love to see Dino get a shot against uh, De Gea. I mean, going away from United as well, I think Fraser and Wilson as well, I think they're two good signings for Newcastle because Steve Bruce did, I know like there was a lot of pressure after Benitez, but he did a great job there last season. My signing is Rodrigo. To, uh, to, to get Wilson in to score those goals at that Joel Linton wasn't last year, I think they, they will, they'll be just fine. Gotcha. Mickey, you said you like Rodrigo over at Leeds. Why? Oh, Coming over from Valencia, right? Signing. Yeah, play for Valencia. Yeah, just good, good player. A bit of pace behind him. Good finisher. Great signing for a newly promoted Premier League side. That's for sure. And what I, I would say watch Leeds. Bielsa, you know, we spoke about him before. Pep says he's the best manager around. So let's see what happens. I think don't think Leeds are going to be, you know, top, maybe top half, but I think they're going to grind out a couple of good results. And I think especially, I think especially when you look at some of those teams, you can look at some of the newer teams. You know, Southampton lost a lot. They lost Hoiberg. They lost Lamina. They didn't really bring anybody in. Fulham really didn't bring anybody in. Villa didn't bring anybody in. Uh, Brighton, they brought in Adam Lallana, but he is, you know, much older and certainly oh, not. Fire. The- oh, unbelievable. As Mickey gushes over Adam Lallana's quality. So good. When he's healthy. When's he healthy, though? Oh, it doesn't matter. Just, just, you know, let him play out his final couple of years. Well, he'll be playing them in the blue and white at the Amex. All right, mates. So we are rocking. We are rolling here, guys. We are now going to bring in uh, another guest. We've got two Brits on the pod. So I've got to bring in another American to even things out. It's my friend Eric. Eric is a diehard Chelsea fan. He's going to add some compelling commentary to the discussion uh, that you guys had before that Chelsea fans are shit. We are in for a spirited, spirited debate here as I bring in Eric. Eric is a gigantic Chelsea fan. So many big moves for you, Eric. As we welcome you on, yeah, uh, it's been it's been an exciting uh, transfer window for us. One, I mean, may, maybe our most active window ever in terms of high-profile signings, and certainly since you know the the initial uh, cash splurge by Abramovich 15 years ago, when you know we brought in a, a similar quality and number of players that kind of looked to um, uh, upset. Uh, the rest of the league and claim have everyone else claim that we were uh, trying to buy a title. So you guys clearly trying to buy the title this year. You've got Warner Ziyech, you've got the whole the whole gang. You got Chilwell and Silva to strengthen that back line. Now the mates here, maybe Mendy, maybe Mendy. Now the mates here, <laughs> Dolan and and Mickey could not be more anti Chelsea. Sell these yeah. Chelsea moves to the boys. <laughs> Come on, it's hysterical um, to me. I think it's they they've got nobody to play. Well, Tiago Silva's what, thirty five? Yes. Fuck Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um no, it's expe- I, what the, I would expect nothing less from Liverpool and uh Arsenal fans. Although I don't know I don't know what Liverpool fans have to be upset about at this point. You guys win everything. Oh, I'm not upset. I just like Donald and I, we have a lot of Chelsea mates back home and they think this purchase of five players for three hundred million is is the calling of the title, and it's not. I Lampard is getting sacked. What two words? <laughs> Fuck Chelsea. 
um, okay. So, I, um, I mean, obviously, the quality of the players brought in, um, I think, is is unquestionable um, because these were all players that were highly courted by just about anyone that could afford them. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I don't think I, I personally don't think we're strong enough yet to uh, challenge for the title. I think City and Liverpool are still still uh, too strong, but um, I mean, th- they will. These players will lead to, I think, uh, an increase in quality overall. I think, I mean, just just in the one preseason game, I've seen the the, the ZX GX to uh, Werner combo looks looks great. I think Werner's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, like you said, I my as as you know, uh, my biggest problems last year weren't with our attack. Our attack was pretty good. It was our defense, and I I forget the exact. It's it's the most goals we've let in in a Premier League season in a long, long time. And I don't know if a 35 year old Thiago Silva and you know Ben Chilwell are going to fix that. I you know I know the, the center back market is uh, weak. You know, players of, of middling quality are going for a lot of money. And you mean like David Luiz? Like <laughs> David Luiz. Or um, who, who's that guy from uh, from the French league? Kuda, Kuda Bay, no, Italian? Koulibaly. Yeah. Koulibaly? He, he seems – yeah, he, he's the only player that I've seen linked as – or not even linked to Chelsea, but just kind of any – the only center back name I see on, on the transfer market right now. So – um, yeah, I think while the the back four is a little bit of an improvement, I think honestly, uh, switching Keppa for Mendy, if that goes through, I I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but you know I, I read rumors this week that a deal could be close. That could be a huge upgrade because Keppa really was maybe the worst keeper in the top half or maybe the entire league last year, and higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll sell you um, De Gea. We'll give him a great price. No, no, no. Great no. price on De Gea. I actually spoke to Kepa the other week, and he said, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Player manager Kepa can do whatever he pleases. Exactly. So, Mickey, yeah. why why are you so sour on Chelsea this year with all these big, high-profile signings? You're giving Frank all the tools. He gets the keys to all the cars in the garage. Look at what he's brought in. Come on. Chelsea's back, baby. I'm not a sour, mate, but you think about it, right? So you've got a, a manager that hasn't been able to prove himself with a budget backing him. Goes out, blows all this cash because the brand of it says so. Goes after these high-profile players, no Premier League experience. Come in, try put them all in one team together. It's probably not going to work out. And when it doesn't work out, a brand of it don't care. Don't care that you're a Chelsea legend. Gets rid of you. Eight games in, Got four wins. He's not happy. Let me think. Um, let me give you a back bit of a, a bit of a, a story as to why me and Mickey hate Chelsea so much. <laughs> the year is 2012. Oh, me God. and Mickey are 17, 18 years old. We're at that age where we're going out drinking, doing lots of stuff. We have a group of six mates. There's us two, and then the rest of no three of them are Chelsea fans. We are in one of their living rooms watching the uh, Champions League final against Bayern Munich. We actually went out and bought red tops so we could pretend to be Bayern fans. And then we had to listen to them 
cry and cheer about how Chelsea are the best, the only team from Clark London to win the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. But they had they were a nothing club for 52 years before they won the league because Abramovich bought them. That's true. Well, it's good to have good ownership. You can say that about the Yankees here in the States. It's, it pays to have great ownership. I forgot the owners of Arsenal and Liverpool are both, you know, broke. <laughs> uh, Fenway Sports Group and uh, what's his name? Uh, Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke. Both, both total... Stan Kroenke built a $5 million stadium in L.A. for the Rams. There's a massive difference is that in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, when the money of football was nothing, we was winning trophies. Chelsea weren't doing anything. They're just known for being a historically racist club. A racist club. They got lots of money and then suddenly bought everything and took everything over. That's why everyone fucking hates Chelsea. I have heard about the the racism stuff, which is oh. a kind of a yeah. listen. I, a little when, bit of a when, bummer. The American Club of England. Oh, when uh, I was unaware of that, when I saw Michael Essien score that uh, wonder strike against Arsenal, that's actually the reason I am a Chelsea fan. So, uh, you know, I kind of picked them. Well, Sorry, you're a glory hunter then. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, in 2005 in America. Um, you didn't really get to pick and choose who you saw on TV. The choices were pretty limited. And everyone I knew was an Arsenal fan or United fan, and no one liked Chelsea, so it was kind of uh, a fuck you to them. Well, here's a fuck you to you, fuck you. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, Eric. You know, games are hard to find now. They're hard to find again in the States nowadays with pe- everything going on, Peacock and every other streaming device. Can we just watch the football on television, please? I know. Just we, put Becky it, Lowe on the TV. Circle, right? It. it it's cut core cutting was great at first because everything was on the internet and now everything on the internet is behind a paywall and you have to pay for it all over again i remember paying 15 dollars a month for say tanta sports when it was offered here because it was the and i had to get direct tv to get it to watch chelsea on uh saturday and sunday mornings oof my own so where do you guys uh, think yeah where do you think chelsea finishes in the table there uh top four for sure no yeah i think i i do think um I think Mickey's right. I think the pressure is on Lampard a bit now. I think, you know, first season, if we had finished, I think beginning of last year, if you had told me, especially after you guys, uh, United destroyed us 4-0 on opening day, that we would finish top four, I probably would have bit your hand off for that. But yeah. I think with with where we finished last year and with um, the signings that have been made, you know, regardless of if, the pressure's on. You can't spend that amount of money and expect, you know, either the same place or or less. It's just and the pressure's always been on there for Chelsea managers. So, yeah, I would have to say I I think top four is now an expectation, and I think to seriously close the gap, if not actually challenge for the title, um, are also are also goals. Um, but yeah, I think I have them finishing third. Third, so yeah. DraftKings has Frank twenty to one to be first manager fired this year. I took it. Oh, did you? Nick? <laughs> twenty-two to one. Twenty-two to one. Lock it in. I did. Oh, did you now? <laughs> so he is all in on Frank the Tank. 
Oh, we got a new subscription, boys. Oh, that is it. As Guys, we do have our subscription models up at betteredgeanalytics.com. So, Mick, you have Chelsea in the top four as well, or are they they're out of the top uh, four? No, and- I think, look, I think they're a strong side now with these signings. I think top six. But what we have to remember are all the other teams up there are getting stronger too. So United are going to be a good force this year, I think. Um, I think Tottenham, like I told you, are going to be up there. Chelsea are going to be up there. Leicester are going to be up there. Wolves are going to be up there. We'll see what Everton do. But it's going to be competitive. And just, I don't know. I don't see four or five big signings gelling that quickly. It, it takes a couple of years to get in the Premier. Especially for a player. Like, look at Pulisic. It took him a little while to get in. And now, at the end of the season, he, he really turned the corner. But, like, how is Frank going to please all the youngsters that he's been playing the previous season? What is it? What's he going to say to Mason Mount? I'm sorry, mate. You're off. Yeah, actually, I, I was thinking about that before jumping on this call. Um, all the pray, uh, the Chelsea Twitter was so happy through the roof. Is we got we have a Chelsea Chelsea guy as our manager, you know, club legend, and he's he's bringing up all the youth. And this is what we haven't done under any other manager because they were too afraid to get fired. The expectations were too high. That was all great again because expectations were low. Now you have. You have relied on all these players. You got Tammy Abraham, you got Mount, and you got Chris, uh, Tom Hudson Adoy. You have Ruben Loftus Cheek, who have basically all seen themselves fall down a place or two in the pecking order because of these signings. So, you know, stick or choice. It's like, do you, do you go with the. You, you're going to have to play the people you just paid 300 million pounds for. So, what do you do with Mount? I mean, you, can you have Kai Havertz and Mount in the same starting 11? Like, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. I, Frank definitely has a balancing act on his hand, but I do think, I mean, just obviously this is only on paper. I do think they're within the top four best, best teams in the league. I don't see, I don't see, I, I don't see a massive improvement out of Spurs. Um, mostly because Jose is poison at this point. What do you mean? Jose is, Jose is the special one. If anybody can turn around a franchise, it's Jose. What did he achieve at United again? He won a Europa League trophy. He we won second place at the league, our highest finish since Fergie left. It's very depressing. I hate Mourinho, but he knows how to win. He hasn't won in a while. He hasn't won since he left Chelsea. He won Europa United against Pep Guardiola. Not not the first time he's finished second to Pep because that happened in La Liga too. But I I, I don't like him. But there's one thing about him, and he knows how to win. So, I mean, it'll be the first full year in charge, so we'll see. All right. So, we all have Liverpool and City as 1-2 in some order. I think most of us have City winning and Liverpool second. Correct? I think I, I think City's going to win this year. I think there's going to be a bit of a hangover for Liverpool. They haven't won, you know. The monkey's off their back, but I think maybe some of that, that push is going to not be there. It, it's, well, uh, it's hard to repeat as champions, so I think, I think City... City are gonna. City were a very consistent side last year, and I think Liverpool were a bit lucky if you look at expected goals and such. But I mean, obviously they're a quality team. Um, I think City. I think City won Liverpool probably too. But I could see honestly United finishing second if. if hey now. They were very strong in the restart. Uh, I think I told you on multiple occasions I thought they were the strongest side in the yeah, restart. Baby. Obviously. Most that's points. A sh- a short amount of games relative to a full season, but they looked good. 
Bruno Fernandez as an addition, I thought was, I, I don't know if, if that lasts best. over a whole season, but he gelled that team. Pogba's never looked better. Mason Greenwood is See, you guys got to stop shitting all over United. Look at it. Look at this man speak of the high praises. Ole's at the wheel. Remember, folks. That, I think just similar to Lampard at Chelsea, you have an unproven guy at the helm. You know, can he t- can he elevate their play to make them actually t- challenge for the title? I don't know. But can he make I Harry Maguire that- better? The answer is no. <laughs> right. Yeah, no one gives sh- no one gives shit to United for overspending on players like say Harry Maguire. He's made us better. Harry Maguire shit. <laughs> all right, so we all have Liverpool and City in the top two. Uh, we'll go around the table. Just give me the team and a, a, a two-second explanation. Third and fourth. Mickey, I'll let you go first. Then we'll go Dolan and Eric. Third and fourth? Yeah. little two-second blurb on each. Third, Man United. Fourth, yeah. Tottenham. Any particular reason or are you just... Like I said, Mourinho knows how to win and Man United look really good. Uh, I mean, I, I really love Greenwood. I like Rashford. Oh, I, I love like Mason Greenwood. I like Bruno. Seeing Bruno live, he was the best player on the pitch when he played against Liverpool. I mean, good team. Dolan? Um, Arsenal, obviously, third. Just think that Arteta is going to improve us a lot. And the signings, hopefully, will improve our defence. Got Aubameyang is going to be right up there for Golden Boot. Um, fourth. Fourth, I'm going to Chelsea, just to pit United to fourth. Tottenham will finish sixth or seventh. Eric, your third and fourth teams? Uh, third, Chelsea, uh, for all the reasons I went over before. And I think, yeah, I could see I could see United finishing above us. I could also see them finishing below us. For, we'll, we'll say United fourth. I, I, I don't think there's going to be too big of a shakeup compared to how this season ended uh, just a few weeks ago. I think the top four is rather convincing. I think it's Liverpool, United, City, and Chelsea. And I, I really don't see Arsenal or Spurs competing to being within more than eight points at the end of the year of the top four. So as we've gone over the top of the table, we like to flip it around and, you know, let's get negative. Eric is the Mr. Sadness over here. <laughs> nothing, nothing is ever fun. What about the teams who are going down? Now, I want to get everybody's three relegation teams, and then I'm going to tell you the odds listed in, uh, in Vegas of what they are to go down. Relegation, yes, no. They have these bets available. DraftKings.com. Uh, Mickey, we'll, we'll do the same order. Mickey, give me your three teams to get relegated this year. Fulham, Brighton. Fulham, um, Brighton, and I can't, uh, Villa. And Villa, any particular reason for those three teams? Shit teams. Shit teams it is. Dolan, what three shit teams do you have rolling out today? Well, you know who I've got going down, down, down. You hate Fulham. Fulham are down already. They're already down. They're already in the championship. Yeah. 38 Uh, games to go. 19th will be West Brom. Okay. And 18th, I previously said Crystal Palace. Yep. It looks like they're going to keep Zaha, and they've brought Batshuayi in. Batman. I might change that to Brighton. Okay. Eric, yeah, you're, Brighton. Eric, your bottom three. 
Mine are very similar. Uh, I have Fulham finishing 20th, uh, West Brom in 19th, and just because I don't like them, West Ham to get relegated. I really wanted them to get relegated at the end of last year, and they beat us uh, after after the restart, and uh, I fucking hate them. So, yeah, let's hope West Ham goes. I lost a lot of money on that game. Yarmolenko in the 88th minute. It was just vicious. Fucking brutal. Three, You're the worst motion. 3-2 three, three, loss. <laughs> Hold on, let me give you my bottom three. Do, do, do I just not matter, Dolan? I run the fucking show. Of course I matter. I have I have Villa going down. I have Fulham going down. And I have Southampton going down. The Saints. I, I, they've lost so much. Hoiberg uh, in the middle. They, I mean, you're relying on Danny Ings to stay healthy again. Uh, I, I think the Saints got off to a rough start last year. Ralph was able to turn it around. Now, let me give you the odds. So the favorite for the team to go down is Fulham. They're even money to go down. What? Even money in the States. No way. Let me have a look at this. <laughs> Dolan's like, how much money can I bet on Fulham to go down right now? Uh, West Brom is uh, plus 110 or 11 to 10 to go down. They're the second Favorites to go down uh, just after that is Villa uh, at uh, 17 to 10 or plus 170. And then it's Burnley's at plus 250, Newcastle. Uh, you've got Palace at plus 225, uh, Sheffield at plus 350, West Ham plus 400. The Saints at plus 700 to go down. That's a, uh, that's a tasty price, boys. And so we. Plus 900 over here. What was that? Southampton are plus 900 over here. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Okay. I mean, Fulham is going to go down. Fulham are minus. All right, guys. So we have gone over who we're going. We've gone over who has who will finish in the top four. We've gone over who will finish in the bottom three. Who will score the most goals in the Premier League this year? Was it uh, Vardy won it last year? Him and Aubameyang, no, Aubameyang didn't get there. He was one short, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Vegas, Aubameyang is the favorite at five and a half to one. Kane also five and a half to one. Aguero and Mo Salah at six to one. Timo Warner nine to one. Sterling eleven to one. Vardy, Mane at fourteen to one. Bruno sixteen. Jesus sixteen. Danny Ings twenty to one. Raúl Jiménez twenty to one. Martial, Rashford, and Greenwood all twenty-five to one. Mickey, we'll start with you. Who wins the Golden Boot? Uh, Raheem Sterling. Raz. Okay. Dolan? Come on now. Uh, he's going with Obama Yang. Eric, are you on Werner, the fifth favorite? Yeah, I got to be wrong. <laughs> I think out of all the signings, I think he's going to have the, all the Chelsea signings, right? He's going to have the, the best start. Yeah, Golden Boot first year. Why not? I, I hate to go chalky, but I think it's Obama Yang, especially what he did at the end of last year for Arteta. He played really well, scored a lot of good goals for them. I think if you're looking for a little bit of a long shot, a little bit of a, a fun one to sprinkle a, a couple pesos on, Danny Ings at 20 to 1 is not bad. Rashford at 25 to 1 is not bad. Um, 
Richarlson at sixty six to one, I think is is tasty at very 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 long odds. Um, so that is a lot of fun, boys. It has been an absolute pleasure previewing this Premier League season. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and please remember check out Better Edge analytics.com to get all of your sports models uh we do have picks for this weekend's game next weekend's games premier league soccer is back so as it's coming around the rest of the world boys thank you so much for hopping on today it's been a pleasure no problem thanks guys yeah cheers fucks first